How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. Today, we want to take a look at some standout plays, look at the film, analyze it, and kind of uh, standout performances from some of these Jets players. Of course, uh, upcoming week, uh, definitely another competitive game, but the Jets coming off a big win against Cleveland. I'm very excited to see if they can use that as momentum, right? Joe Flacco had a standout performance. The defense, you know, had some feather fair share of struggles, uh, but, you know, the Bengals offer another... You know, competitive team, they've kind of started off slow here, but Joe Burrow, you just never know when he's going to light it up and just suddenly turn the switch on. He kind of looked a little bit down after the injury, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but I, I feel like it's just a matter of time before he blows up and suddenly he's putting 30, 40 points on the board and it all just kind of happens at once. Hopefully the Jets are not the team that happens against, um, but you know, the, the, the film does tell us a pretty encouraging story of some players stepping up, some performances that, you know, there's a little bit left to be desired, but I am otherwise optimistic about the offense, especially with Garrett Wilson and the Jets finally figuring out, well, this guy's talented. Let's focus on him. Uh, but Ryan, before we dive into some of the great stuff that you put together for us today, how do you do today, my friend? I'm doing well, Alex. was, you know, looking forward to breaking down the film. And, you know, I think my few main takeaways really were just that the pass blocking was much better. I think the only real concern that I had offensively was just that in between the tackles, I, I didn't feel like the Jets ran the ball too well in, in this one. And defensively, I mean, you know, the run defense, whether it was inside running plays, outside running plays, even in the screen game. I mean, the Jets really could not stop very much in this game. There are a few good plays we're going to highlight, you know, up front. And I mean, guys played hard. I think you see the effort, the Jordan Whiteheads, the Quan Alexanders, the Quincy Williams of the world. You know, guys played hard. I just think that they got to execute better. And, you know, they did go up against a good scheme and a good offensive line last week. And obviously the Bengals, the offensive line is a completely different story. So let's hope that the Jets defensive line can generate more pressure and, you know, commit to stopping the run better. But overall, I mean, there were some standout performers, like you said, you know, we're really touching up on a lot of different areas of the team. So a lot of different guys, you know, different position groups on both sides of the ball made plays and looking forward to going over the 12 plays that, you know, I thought were worse, you know, the uh, best to highlight really today. Absolutely. So let's jump into it and see what we got going here. Huh? Let's see. Okay. So, Let's take a look at Quinn and Williams, Ryan. I'll let you take it away and give us some insight into what uh, you know Quinn kind of did this game and, and how he made his impact known. Absolutely. I mean, Quinn was pretty active early in this game. Um, he had obviously helped on the one sack that the Jets had late in the, in the uh, on third down in the fourth quarter. But this play in particular here, I feel like it's similar to the play we saw against the Ravens last week, where you know he's got to fit the run inside. You see the power, the strength, and just how he's able to hold his ground and then finish this play here. I mean, Jets run defense struggled in this game, but. I mean, this was one of the few good plays that the Jets really had. And, you know, Quinnen's been off to a pretty good start, you know, for the Jets up front. That he has. We've expected this from him for quite some time. And, you know, at the very least, he's a very solid pass rusher. But to see him make an impact in the running game is where we've really, excuse me, been waiting for that opportunity, waiting for him to kind of rise to the occasion here. Absolutely. So this play, DJ Reed makes an incredible tackle. As we said, when the Jets signed him from the Seahawks, I mean, one of his best attributes was really tackling in space on the outside you see here the Browns bring that man in motion and you know he obviously gets caught moving inside a little bit um Quan Alexander actually gives him a little shove but you see just the effort and pursuit that DJ plays with I mean this guy plays hard he's an emotional player you know after he makes a play and you know he, he's been awesome for the Jets so far everything that they could have asked for he's got a hell of a burst I did not I know he had this type of burst I mean he falls down and then he, I mean, he takes off. Nick Chubb is like, holy crap, this guy is shot out of a cannon. Um, really great job wrapping up that leg, too. Like, you know, bigger guys like Chubb, hard runners, guys that break tackles. 
this is a really difficult tackle to make for a cornerback, especially, you know, guys, DJ is not a big guy. He's a small guy. Nick Chubb could easily run through this, but he does a good job, and he latches onto that leg, and he's not letting go. That's fearless tackling. I mean, look at him. He's fully extended. He's going right into that leg. And you know what I appreciate about this is that DJ Reed isn't, isn't going, like, headfirst into Nick Chubb's kneecap. You know, you'll see defensive bags, smaller guys. They'll just try to throw their body at guys' legs, at the guys' knees, and this is how injuries happen. Is that absolutely perfect form execution tackle by DJ Reed doesn't put Nick Chubb in any harm and he just does a great job by limiting this play. So if I was a running back, I'd be like, you know what? Caps off to that guy. That was a damn, that was a damn hell of a tackle. Um, and he didn't put me in any harm at, at all. So I, I would appreciate that if I was a player, um, but it's just great fundamentals. Great, great uh, form here from DJ Reed. And you, you can see what he offers you in the running game. And this is an easy touchdown um, for Nick Chubb. If he doesn't do this, this might be a fourth touchdown of the, of the freaking day. If he doesn't do this. So uh big shout out to DJ Reed, you know, supporting the run game. Those are the kind of the under the radar plays that you value from your cornerbacks. Absolutely. So this next play here, I mean, one of the few times the Jets actually contained a screen in this game. Sheldon Rankins was a bit active early on, you know, with some pressures and makes a really nice play here. Shows you some of his athleticism in space here, you know, um, identifies it pretty well. I mean, the Jets, that was one of the issues. I mean, they up front, they were just so late to react to so many screens. He picks up on it pretty fast and, uh, you know, goes in pursuit here to the sideline, makes a good play. Yeah. I mean, he, look, he, he, what I like about it is his recognition, as you mentioned, yeah. because those those interior linemen are pulling out already. He he is technically speaking, the idea is for them to kind of give that fake that it's a that he's trying to build a pocket, and then him to just rush the passer and then be kind of stuck in no man's land. But instead, he realizes, okay, that's a little bit too easy for me to get through there. Turns around and he's just running behind the offensive lineman. That's just it's a great job of recognizing what's happening. And high football IQ for the veteran. Absolutely. This next play here, um, the Jets did not get a lot of cover one man in this game, which will be a different story this week against the Bengals going over some of their tape early. But the, the Browns really predominantly played a lot of two deep safeties. And on this particular play, they actually went with the cover one man here. As you'll see, Corey Davis up top, He where Corey's really at his best is on those intermediate routes in and out breaking. And, you know, he uses that size, his advantage, you know, over the middle and makes an impressive catch in traffic. You see here at the top, his stem gives a nice little shade to the outside and creates a ton of separation for himself breaking in. And that makes a really you know tough catch. He knows he's going to take that hit from John Johnson and holds on. I mean, Corey's been really rock solid for the Jets so far. And the pass blocking here, you see holds up well, especially Elijah Barrett Tucker. They run that little twist inside and his ability to ID it and, you know, just pick it up one-on-one like he does here. And you see the Jets did chip um, a good amount on Miles Garrett in this game with Tyler Conklin, Ty Johnson, Jeremy Rucker. Going to highlight those guys later on. So it was collective in terms of slowing down Miles. And, you know, the Jets pass blocking was much better this week. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they definitely had to chip Miles Garrett. That was an essential piece to their game plan, and the Jets really did a good job of limiting him to a degree and giving Joe Flacco enough time in the pocket. It's, that's really essential for um, the offense moving forward. They got to give Joe Flacco time. He's a veteran. He can read the defenses. If you give him the time, he will make things happen, as we saw in this game with, what, four touchdown passes and over 300 yards passing. So, you know, that's a great throw there to the middle of the field with a couple of defenders in tow as well. So, you know, you got to be accurate, and having uh, time in the pocket definitely offers him just that. This next play here, I don't know how Michael Carter rips off like six, seven yards. I mean, they're trying to, they were off of the jet motion. They try and run like a bit of an outside zone. I mean, Miles immediately cuts it off. And then you see MC's ability in space, just he's so shifty, elusive. He's low to the ground and makes him miss and a couple others here. I mean, it's this guy is just all heart. What more can you say about Michael Carter? See you after the play. <laughs> 
I mean, Miles completely takes it, you know, the edge. That's that beautiful. ability to quickly stop on a dime and the contact balance makes like three guys miss. His center of gravity is very impressive. You know, you see, you see him. I mean, look how many little cuts he makes just to spin this out, right? Like the initial, like he recognizes, okay, that gap is gone. You know, strong side's screwed. You know, I'm going to bounce this back inside. He, he says, you know, I, I could probably push a couple yards through here. But he said, like, you know what? There's actually an opening right there. Spins out of that, picks up another couple yards. I mean, that's, look, those are the plays that go under the radar too, right? Running backs that have the ability <laughs> to curate additional yardage after contact. You know, Michael Carter is shifty, is smaller, good center of gravity. He's not going to overpower you, but he's going to outsmart you. You know what I mean? Like he's he's quick enough, and his mental vision, that he his reaction timings are, are, are phenomenal. He will outsmart you in those gaps, and he does just that right there. I mean, he's he's a very nice asset to this team in many different ways, including as a receiver. Absolutely. This this play here, I know Elijah Moore maybe wasn't so active in this game. And think about what we said last week. I mean, Garrett Wilson was generating a ton of separation. It was just one of those games where the ball wasn't finding him. I mean, Elijah Moore was open a ton in this game. He created separation consistently. And I think you can really expect him, you know, if more targets come his way to produce. You see here, he's at the bottom of the screen against Denzel Ward and press coverage and really generates a ton of separation as we'll run through it. Hits him with a little get even release there, stems inside and breaking out. I mean, you see the separation there at the bottom of the screen that he creates for himself. I mean, Elijah's got the release package and the route running, like not for the biggest guy. I mean, he he's 5'10. You know, he's definitely put on some weight, but you see just how quick he is in, in short areas and what type of separation he he can, you know, get for himself against press coverage. Absolutely. Let's run this one more time. Yeah, I love how he uses his hands, too, to create leverage. I was crosses say, the face. great job using his hands. Yeah, he crosses the face of the corner so easily. On this play, uh, John Franklin Myers generates a really good pressure. He, he was another defensive lineman who was active once again in this game. You see here on the left edge, he hits him with like a little swipe and then dips at the top of the rush, generates some pressure, forces Brissett to move up and, you know, Quincy Williams finishes there with, you know, a big pop in space. John Flake Myers, man, another guy kind of showed up on the scene last year. Nobody thought, nobody knew where he came from. And he's, he's an integral part to this defense too. I mean, look at that dip in it around the edge. That's really nice there. A little bit of pressure goes a long way. I didn't realize I was unmuted. I mean, just generating pressure consistently and having a plan like JFM does there. I mean, it shows up and the Jets are going to need, you know, more of a pass rush from their defensive line here as we move forward. On this play, this is a third down. Elijah Moore runs a curl route in the slot, makes a really good catch as he turns around. And, you know, when we see it from the end zone view, you're going to see Ty Johnson, who stepped up in this game as a pass blocker. Like I said, him, Jeremy Ruckert, a couple of the guys, you know, Ty really puts his body down here on Ronnie Harrison, who's blitzing, and gives Flacco a bit of a lane to complete this pass. I like the timing of this route, too. That ball's got to be there on time, man. If you miss that timing, that's a pick six. You know, Joe Flacco's got to put that on a tee, and he's got to time that up to perfection. That's a really good job. Him and Moore have pretty good chemistry. I, I don't think they're going to be quiet for long. You know, Moore didn't really have a big game this past week, but I would not be surprised if he bounced back this week against the Bengals and had himself a day. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Elijah was open routinely in this game. So on this play, Brees Hall is another one of those guys with Elijah where the big plays were just so close. And there were about two or three in this game where he, you know, Michael Ford did a really good job with the plan of 
getting the ball in space for him on the edge. And, you know, the Browns just did a good job in pursuit a couple of times, just, you know, eliminating some potentially big runs. I mean, Breeze ripped off a couple, but as you'll see here, I mean, get it to him in space. You know, he, he has that vision, that ability to cut, change direction, and, you know, gets a good 10 yards. And in space here, you're going to see, you know, Jeremy Ruckert was one of the guys I highlighted who, you know, a backup skill player, but when had op- when he had opportunities to block in this game, really did a good job. And George Fan as well in space here. Brees Hall, again, one of my favorite running backs. I love those those sweeps outside. I love those halfback tosses. Um, so much space to work with. His acceleration. He can make guys miss in the open field. Brees Hall, the more reps he gets, the better he's going to be. That's how I feel about him. Um, the transition to the NFL game is not an easy one. Um, especially for running backs who, you know, are not used to this type of size, speed, and power. You have to approach uh, these lanes differently. In college, you can run through them, and even a small gap will stay open. They close fast in the NFL, and, you know, he, he's getting smarter. You can see his vision's opening up. He's really starting to trust his instincts here. And I mean, look, he, he the more reps you give him, the better he's going to get, and having that one-two punch on Michael Carter is just a recipe for disaster if you're an opposing defense. It sure is. And- you know, just once again to really show you what Rucker was doing. I mean, he was all effort in this game on the end of the line of scrimmage, you know, in space like this. You know, really excited about his development on this particular play. Um, Jermaine Johnson maybe wasn't as, you know, involved with the splash plays, you know, getting after the quarterback in this game. But on this particular play, you're going to see they run a bit of a outside zone towards him. And you see he's the on the right side of our screen. He's the left edge there going against uh, James Hudson sets a really physical edge and keeps Nick Chubb inside here for the Jets to clean it up. You know, Jermaine, you know, I think the splash plays as a pass rusher are coming. And as we said, I mean, he was always going to be an immediate impact contributor with his run defense. And you see here, you know, really sets that edge, you know, on the right side of the screen, keeps Chubb inside. And, you know, the Jets are able to pursue and, you know, finish the play. The Jets are getting better slowly, 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 slowly at stopping the run. Nick Chubb and a really good Cleveland offensive line. Um, you know, they definitely kind of manhandled them at times and Nick Chubb scoring three touchdowns is a pretty good testament to that. But, but you're, you're seeing good progress. You're seeing guys, you know, they're sealing that edge, forcing the running backs inside, you know, just the Cleveland Browns have a great offensive line, man. Like, I mean, they, they, that was their game plan, run the football, run it. Well, Jacoby Brissett, just don't let him beat ourselves. You know, like don't let Jacoby Brissett beat us. Um, and Nick Chubb had a great day. Kareem Hunt obviously had a couple yards as well and a couple of good touches, but you know, it, it ultimately, I think that that's a, this is kind of a thing that just wanted to get better at as the season continued. They wanted to be more physical. They wanted to, you know, plug those gaps a little bit more efficiently. It's going to happen, uh, but it takes practice going up against one of the best running, de- running attacks in football is a definitely a good way to test your resiliency. I think the Jets struggled a little bit in this regard, but um, I think, you know, th- not many other teams are going to be as good as this on the ground. So th- they definitely set the stage for improvement moving forward. I know Jordan Whitehead didn't maybe grade out so well in terms of like PFF and stuff like that in this game, but I will say like his effort and just playing with his hair on fire, you know, especially operating downhill where we know he's best. It was on display about four or five times in this game where he just blew things up. You'll see here he's, uh, you know, really aligned in the box on the uh, bottom of the screen. And you see the way he shoots through that gap and is right there in no time. And then Quan is on the other side. He cleans it up. They, they, They are two guys who, you know, bring so much energy, so much attitude and effort to this defense. And you're seeing what they can really provide here. I mean, Whitehead shoots that gap in no time, you know, really where he's at his best around the line of scrimmage, playing against the run. And then Kwan is there to finish. And you see the energy that these guys bring. You love that aggressiveness, man. This is what defense is all about. 
it's all about being aggressive, all about, you know, filling those gaps and plugging those holes and hitting guys hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. That's what you want to see. And your defense comes up big in a big moment. That's that's beautiful. So the final play here is, you know, the game sealer for the Jets. You know, Ashton Davis's lone defensive snap of this game. You'll see the Jets are playing a prevent style defense with, you know, Joyner and uh, Jordan Whitehead both deep. And Ashton Davis is kind of in like a bit of a, you know, spy type of role there underneath. Um, the Jets are playing man across the board and, you know, it's pretty well covered up. And Ashton just does a really good job of reading Brissett and, you know, breaks on the ball, you know, makes a really good play there. And, you know, game over at that point for the Jets. I mean, just a thrilling feeling and couldn't be happier for Ashton to finally, you know, make an impact play like this in a big spot. As most of you guys know, if you've listened to this podcast before, I am not an Ashton Davis fan by any means. Um, I do not think he's very good. I think he got away with a pretty easy pick right here. Um, let's go back to it really quickly. I just want to see it. Yeah, I mean, undercuts that route. I mean, there's nowhere to go with that football. This is Brissett trying to do anything. This is not where you want to be going with the football. There's, look how many defensive backs are around this. I mean, this is an easy interception for Davis. Right place, right time. I'll give him the credit where it's due. I still think he kind of sucks, to be honest with you. Um, but with that being said, you know, Jets defense came up when it mattered most at the end there. So, you know, winning football games is what it's all about. Winning cures all. It's probably that dumbass elf in the middle of the field that helped Cleveland lose. Um, <laughs> that's the stupidest freaking logo I've ever seen. What is his name? Buddy the Elf? No, that's that's Will Farrell. And, and I'm not even elf. sure. <laughs> I don't know who that elf is. What the elf is called? Brownie? Brownie the Elf? That sounds right. I can't say I know, honestly. I mean, it looks absolutely <laughs> dumb as hell. I have never mm. seen something so stupid to put in the middle of the field. The NFL logo is just a nice traditional look. I do enjoy this. The NFL logo in the middle of the field is the dumb elf. Um, they deserve to lose just because of that. But I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, you saw a lot of positive. You saw a lot of bad on the film for the Jets. I, I think offensively, they look stout. They looked probably the best they've looked in years, to be honest with you, um, in that last game against Cleveland. But there's a lot left to be desired. You know, there is things to improve upon, and that's ultimately what it's about for the Jets. They got to keep going. They got to keep building on their on their wins um, and, and keep, uh, you know, just, just making progress. And hopefully when Zach Wilson comes back, they can continue to do that. So I'm definitely excited to see what they can accomplish moving forward, my friend. Um, you know, Cincinnati Bengals, they're not a great team. Their, their offensive line is still really bad. So the pass rush has to show up. Carl Lawson, you know, Jermaine Johnson, John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams. These guys all have the capabilities to ruin Joe Burrow's day. And I think that uh, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, I'm curious to see who they match up against Jamar Chase. That'll be a really, really good matchup nonetheless. Um, so I do think the Jets will make it really difficult for the Bengals, but I would not write this as an easy game. This is definitely going to be a competitive game. I'm with you. I mean, you can't really disrespect the defending AFC champions in any way. I mean, the Jets did obviously beat these guys last year, you know, in a thrower at MetLife, but I mean, the Bengals are, have their backs pinned up against the wall and everything to play for in this game. So I think the, the the main key for the Jets, I think offensively, just establishing a ground game inside the tackles and being a bit more balanced, you know, once again, I think just committing to the run, you know, and being more efficient with it is going to be key. And, you know, again, defensively, I mean, it starts with the front. I think, you know, in order to contain Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, I mean, these guys have got to – Obviously, the Bengals have averaged under four yards to carry through two games, and you know their their offensive line pass blocking has been pretty dreadful. You know, similar to last year, so it's going to come down to just that front for the Jets. You know, really getting home and making the impact that it's capable of making. Absolutely, uh, but guys, I hope you enjoyed this video. Taking a look at the Jets against the Cleveland Browns, some big impact plays from the game. Thank you, Ryan, for putting together some great film for us. Uh, we'll do that. Definitely be doing this every single week, so you get an idea of.
uh, kind of what we're seeing on the film side. And you'll have an idea of, uh, you know, how the Jets are performing and some of the more intricate performances um, on this team moving forward. But let's go Jets against the Cincinnati Bengals. We have a couple more days. We'll break down some injury reports, get you guys the relevant information moving forward. As always, have a fantastic rest of your day. Make sure to like and subscribe. We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. 